0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. Even though the draft is still a good month or two away, there has been some chit-chat about what will happen with number perceived number one pick Joe Burrow. Nearly all of the experts and analysts are saying that he will go to the Bengals, and the debate now becomes, should he request a trade from the Bengals, like Eli Manning requested a trade from the Chargers? and ended up on the Giants winning some rings, or should he stay with the Bengals? JW.
1: See, here's the thing about this. The two guys who are notable for not wanting to go with the team that had the number one pick, John Elway and Eli Manning, both had other options they could have done besides play football, and they had more leverage than Joe Burrow has. Eli Manning, he could have have stayed at home, Worked more with his brother, his father, both super rich NFL quarterbacks. Uh, John Elway, he could have gone to the MLB. He was drafted there, and that was what he was going to do if he did not uh, go to the team that he wanted to go to. But Joe Burrow, what's he going to do for the whole year if he wants to sit out? He's going to stay at home in Ohio with everyone in his hometown who ob- will hate him at this point in time because... The Cincinnati Bengals is his hometown team, and he doesn't want to go to them because he thinks they're a bad franchise. Also, it's not like his parents, like Eli Manning's parents, was an NFL quarterback. His dad is like a teacher slash coach, like high school football coach. They don't make a lot of money. Why would you sit around uh, with your parents at their home instead of going to the NFL, making millions of dollars, and uh, you get to go to your hometown team, the Cincinnati Bengals?
2: So I agree with you, especially about the leverage thing. If you look at the past few drafts where there's been an undisputed number one overall pick, like a Kyler Murray, there wasn't really anybody else who challenged them. But in this draft you have Tua, and yes, there are injury concerns, and we'll talk about him later on, but he, before this season, he was looked at as the unquestionable number one overall pick. People were talking about him in the same breath as Andrew Luck, in the same breath as Peyton Manning, as some of the best quarterback prospects to come out, so one thing that may happen if Joe Burrow says, I'm not going to play for the Bengals. The Bengals, yes, they're probably going to look to trade him, but they're not going to do anything that's not good for them because they can just go ahead and pick Tua. And while it might not be as good of a pick as Joe Burrow, they'll still be content with that pick because I think there are many teams who who would be content with Tua. Also, I understand that the main reason why people are saying he should request a trade is because the Bengals – are dysfunctional. And I agree. Their owner is one of the worst owners in the NFL. However, if you request a crate, who are you gonna go to? You're gonna go to the dolphins. They're arguably just as dysfunctional. Sure, they have a young up-and-coming coach in Brian Flores, but historically for the past 20 years, they have not been a good organization. You would go to the Lions, terrible franchise. They have never won a Super Bowl and they've been in the NFL since basically the very beginning. Or you would go to the Chargers, who is the team that Eli Manning requested a trade from. So I just don't think the other options are as good as other people make it out to be. Not to mention, the Bengals have real players on that team. So
0: I would agree with you. I think the Bengals are a team that even though they have dysfunctional ownership and they had a very bad record last year getting them the first pick, I don't think they're as bad as their record showed they had their one of their top wide receivers AJ Green out for most of the year. They have running back Joe Mixon who was not as who while carrying most of the load and getting the box stacked against him quite literally um just did not have the season that he should have. But I think and Andy Dalton an old aging quarterback who had just fell off a cliff. Um I think though that that team has talent And I think that they have enough talent per se to not be awful and not be a let's hit Joe Burrow factory for the defense. Um, I also think that getting a... um, I also agree with JW that just he has no other options. He has nothing to leverage. And I agree with you, Rodrigo, that the other trade options aren't great, which is why I just think he should stay with the Bengals. It's not an awful career path for him.
3: So I definitely think that the Joe Burrow has to stay with the Bengals for a few reasons. One of the main ones is, as Rodrigo mentioned, who is he going to be a traded to? Let's think. The Dolphins? No. Very bad team. The Lions? Very bad team. The only teams that he would want, be wanted on, his talent level with his amount of demand, would be teams that have bad quarterbacks and in turn having a bad quarterback means you have a bad team. For example, think about it this way: the Texans have one of the best quarterbacks. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. The Ravens went have one of the best records, had the best record in the league last year, and they have the best quarterback. With very few exceptions, such as the Niners, the best teams have the best quarterbacks. So, good teams and good franchises, franchises don't need Joe Burrow right now. So, also, thing very essential to a rookie is commitment. A rookie has to have their place be known in the NFL before they have the ability to request a trade. And I know it's not uncommon for rookies to do this. It's just my personal belief that it's ridiculous. Many rookies have come out of college and not been that great. So I think they need to prove themselves in the NFL before they can request trades and act like they own the team. And that's why I think Joe Burrow should not request a trade from the Bengals.
0: Another big draft question about a quarterback. We mentioned him earlier earlier. Tua Tagovailoa was a great quarterback, still is a great quarterback, Um, and the question is, will the Lions take him at the number three spot in the draft, JW?
1: You see, I don't think that they should take Tua with the number three pick. I think Jeff Okuda, the corner from Ohio State, he's one of the best cornerbacks we have seen in a long time, and obviously... Their perennial all-star Pro Bowl cornerback, Darius Slay, he's kind of uncertain. They might trade him. That's what some people are saying. Um, and anyways, he's getting kind of old. And if they have Jeff Okuda, he could be turned into one of the greatest cornerbacks in the league up there with Jalen Ramsey and people like that. And also, to Tugvalola, you already kind of have a quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Who you have locked up for two more years on the contract? So maybe this year you take more of a project at quarterback, and then if that guy doesn't seem to be working out, you go and uh, you go and get a guy in next year's draft instead of in this year's draft. Because you know you could be up there to get a guy like Trevor Lawrence uh, and other people like that who are coming out next year. And also, I think in the second round they could get quarterback out of Utah State, Jordan Love, who is, I think, one of the best quarterback prospects this year, even with guys like Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, and uh, Joe Burrow.
3: So I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one, J.W., and I was thinking about this a lot. I wasn't really sure what to say because I do agree with your points that the Lions aren't really great in any position, and they could use that for – a different position, and then also they could draft a quarterback in the second round. But I truly think, as I mentioned in the previous segment, the quarterback is the most essential position in a football team. And in order for that Lions football team to improve in any way, they need a quarterback who can be very good at what he does. So I think they need to draft Tua. And I understand Tua got hurt in uh, the Alabama LSU game. However, Tua, before that injury, everyone was, like, guaranteeing that he would go first. It was called... Tank for Tua, the game between, I think it was the Dolphins and the Bengals. So I think that Tua is completely not being seen as the first pick anymore, and I think that's utterly ridiculous. I do believe Joe Gros should be drafted before him, but him not being even in the beginning of the first round is, I don't think, I think they should definitely take that risk because the Lions are so bad that they need to take risks. Otherwise, they'll never be able to improve to better than an average team.
0: So you look at the lines, they have the number three pick in the draft. Number one is definitely Joe Burrow. They have no shot at that. But then you have one more player off the board, and then you can take your pick at one of the best players coming out of college football this year. And my question is, why take anyone with any sort of um, injury liability like Chua because it wasn't just the Alabama-LSU game? The year before, he got injured in the Georgia game. Jalen Hurts had to come in. And he put on an amazing performance to win that game. This year, he got injured in the old Miss game before the LSU game. He's had surgeries on both legs and I think his right hip. That is not good when a bunch of 280-pound dudes are coming at you and trying to hit you in, those, in the legs, in the hips. That is not a good recipe for a franchise quarterback and I think if you're drafting in the first five or ten picks you want to draft someone who you are sure is going to become the franchise that is why I disagree with the Lions if they are going to select Tua I think they have their pick of basically anyone they want they need guys at a lot of positions I agree with Ohio State cornerback Jeff Okuda I think he could become up there as one of the best cornerbacks in the league so
2: I just don't think it's a smart idea to take Tua here's the thing You said you wouldn't take him because it's too big of a risk. Nobody wins any Super Bowls without taking any risks. You have to take risks if you want to win a Super Bowl. You look at a team two years ago, like the Baltimore Ravens. They were solid. They were not a playoff team, but they were definitely a solid team with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. But they identified, we cannot win with Joe Flacco anymore. He is simply not good enough. So what did they do? They go out and they take Lamar Jackson. A huge risk. Nobody knew if he was going to be any good. For most people, they just saw him as a guy who was pretty athletic. There were questions about his throwing ability. I look at a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. They identified, we cannot beat the Patriots with that with Alex Smith. We need to go out and get a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, who was a massive risk because he played under an air-raid offense that per- doesn't particularly translate well to the NFL. The Lions are a before Matthew Stafford got hurt this year, they were a solid team. And with Matthew Stafford this year, next year, they probably will still be a solid team. But I have seen enough of Matthew Stafford. He's a good quarterback, but he's not good enough to be to carry a team with not enough talent to the playoffs and beyond. He's never won a playoff game, and he's got some good players on his teams. I think the Lions should draft Tua. You mentioned his injury history. Well, having a veteran quarterback like Matthew Stafford is perfect for a quarterback who needs to sit a while and learn the playbook and maybe can't be ready week one because of his injury. So I think if the Lions, they're one of the worst franchises in the NFL. If they want to do something about that, they need to go out and get to him.
4: I mean, I I see where you're coming from, Rodrigo, where? I do understand that. To add to your point about Matthew Stafford, since he's getting up there in age, he is more injury prone at this point. He's not moving as well as he used to. I mean, not moving much at all. Um, I, I do think that he's still a solid quarterback. The thing is that the Lions have such lack of depth at every position. They need so much help for them to become a playoff team that I think that if you're taking a risk, like Jack said, with a player like Tua Tagovailoa at one position versus taking someone like Jeff Okuda at the number three pick, um, I don't think that it, it, it's a risk that the Lions should take. In addition, I think what they could do is maybe make a trade where they can have multiple picks in the top 10 since it's such a deep class instead of taking that, that flat quarterback because someone else is bound to take Tua uh, in the following picks. So I think they could make a trade where they could take someone like Jeff Okuda in addition to another player because the Lions have such a lack of depth. But I do think that if someone like Tua is there, it's going to give them a lot of time to um jenner himself he can learn from a veteran quarterback like matthew stafford and um since the lions aren't really going to be in the playoffs he's not going to necessarily need to be ready next year so if they were um it would be a decision but it'd take it'd be a huge risk like lamar jackson was but it could pay off a lot i would
3: also just like to say jack you mentioned that the lions with their early pick to choose someone who can help lead their franchise and they shouldn't take the risk on Tua. okay that makes sense However, there are no quarterbacks that are better than Tua besides Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow is going to get first. So it is obvious that the quarterback is essentially by far the most important position. So I don't, who would you say would be able to lead a team
4: while not being the quarterback and not taking a risk on Tua? I mean, you can get someone like Derek, um, Derek Henry. Derek Henry. On the Tennessee Titans, he led his team to the playoffs. He took his team to, to, uh, through the first few rounds. So I think that and is Dalvin
0: a great, Cook led his team to Dalvin the playoffs. Okay. To the
4: also, playoffs. Well, yeah, I go. mean, that's unfair to the Vikings' defense. The Vikings' defense contributed. But someone like Derrick Henry can take their team. So it's not necessarily but, the quarterback is always the leader. But usually, in most cases, the quarterback will but be a leader running, the leader But, but a running teams. back is on a franchise.
2: Yeah, and here's the problem. You, Derrick Henry the, he's, he's a that, franchise. He won one team. The NFL is not about making the playoffs. Okay? About it's about winning the Super Bowl. Every team's goal should be to win the Super Bowl. And yes, Derrick Henry can carry your team to the conference championship. But what happens? When the Kansas City Chiefs are able to stop him, the quarterback needs to make a play. The Titans quarterback was Ryan Tannehill. That's why they weren't able to get it done. If the Lions want to win a Super Bowl, which is the goal, which is the goal every team should have and should do everything possible to do that then they need to get the quarterback right
1: exactly so, my point they need to get the quarterback right so this year they get a guy like maybe Matthew beckton from louisville or like jedrick willis from alabama an offensive tackle to shore up that left side and then next year they're gonna have matthew stafford who maybe maybe not coming back from the back injury we don't know how he'll do and then you know who you get Trevor Lawrence.
4: I, I I honestly agree. I think we can give an example of a great quarterback coming out with a few um few uh injury issues. Not as much, but I mean, if you get someone like if you think of someone like Peyton Manning when he went to the Colts, the first season he did horrible. He had the most interceptions by a rookie quarterback in history. Record still stands to this day because the Colts had so much lacking in that offensive line. Although the Colts are a very different team than the Lions are this year. The Lions are much weaker at many positions than the Colts were, but the Colts didn't have an offensive line. So I think, again, if they can make a trade where they can take multiple players in the top 10, maybe three players in the top 20, then they could fill in a lot of positions that can help get a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence next year for a rebuilding team like the Lions.
0: So I agree with you. I think what they should do is they should trade some of their better defensive players right now because one cornerback can't win your defense. So maybe trade Darius Slay, get some high-round picks. Take Jeff Okuda, take a questionable quarterback this round, like a Justin Herbert, give him a mentor year under Stafford.
2: um, And then next year, take a Trevor Lawrence. Here's the problem, though. Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, the GM, they don't have a year. If they don't perform this year, they're getting fired. Oh, yeah, no. you want Matt, If you're a Lions fan, you want Matt Patricia to get fired so
0: you can bring in an air raid offense. You have some very good receivers over there. Kenny Galladay, very good receiver. Marvin Jones Jr., very good receiver. You have some great receivers. You can run an air raid with the right quarterback. So this year, I think you, you don't overtly tank. You don't even tank if you're good enough. But I think if you start to lose a couple games, you set your sights on Trevor Lawrence. So that's it for today. But before I end the episode, I'd like to do a couple thank yous. First, thank you again to Whataburger, a great sponsor. If you go to the Whataburger specifically on Timmins and Westheimer, we will have a free—actually, they will have a free Whataburger waiting for you with purchase of a medium fries and medium drink. You have to mention that the guys at Crunch Time sent you. So go into Whataburger and get that free Whataburger. Secondly, thank you to the Brand New Shoes for letting us use one of their songs as our intro. Great band out of Chicago. Um, They're on Spotify, on Amazon Music. Apple Music, so give them a listen. Julie Great Band, that is all for this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast, and see you next time.